are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Ben Kaspik, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, 22 to 30 minutes in length, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Coming up on today's show, it is our Monday tradition. We're going to talk about three things we learned this weekend. And honestly, there's, there's more than three things we learned this weekend. There was a lot that went down, but the three main bullet points we're going to cover today are Logan Webb emerging this spring as someone who looks like he deserves to be in a major league rotation. We're going to talk about all the injury updates. It's pretty much across the board good news with Brandon Belt, Kevin Gosman. He wasn't actually injured, so I, what I mean is the we were questioning where was he. He hadn't appeared in a game. So guys like that, Slater, Dedniel Nunez, Reyes Maranta, Scott Casimir. We're also going to talk about Aaron Sanchez. We learned about him this weekend. He wants to pitch in a game, and he's wondering why that hasn't happened yet. So getting into number one, Logan Webb has just kind of emerged this spring. It's funny because a few days ago in a mailbag, I was asked about which spring stats were relevant because we all know that you don't want to read too much into a lot of spring numbers. But then I find myself actually reading into some spring numbers. So I kind of take that back. I think there are things we can look out for that are relevant and tell us something legitimate about what might happen at the major league level level during the regular season. So Logan Webb went out in his start over the weekend and just had a dominant outing. He struck out four batters in the first inning. Uh, One batter reached on a wild pitch strikeout and then he went on to strike out six in three innings of work allowing one hit one walk no runs so this spring he's up to six innings with 10 strikeouts and one walk and two hits no runs allowed in three starts so that's that's one thing when i say what spring stats may be legitimate to me if i'm seeing strikeout numbers like that Getting 10 strikeouts in six innings, and then the walk number, just one. So a 10 to 1 strikeout to walk ratio is obviously fantastic. And the thing is, too, we're seeing why this is happening. The team has told him to throw his changeup more in the strike zone and not to try to be perfect with it every time and kind of bury it in the dirt. They want him to throw his changeup with the same conviction that he throws his fastball, And he's been doing that, and he's been talking about how he's been doing that, and Gabe Kapoor has been talking about how he's been doing that, and the results are what they are. The lineup that he faced against Cleveland in his last start 
was, you know, it had a lot of their regular players in it, including Jose Ramirez, who's one of the best hitters in the game. And and Webb struck him out along with three other batters in the first inning there. So it's a definitely relevant development that Webb is pitching this well. If you look at the Giants' depth chart, as we've covered all offseason, he figures to be the sixth guy right now behind Kevin Gosman, Anthony DiSclefani, Alex Wood, Aaron Sanchez, and Johnny Cueto. But as we have also said a number of times, most of those guys have some injury risk, if not very real injury risk. And actually, Alex Wood has had his next spring start pushed back due to some back tightness, something like that. So, you know, I do believe Logan Webb is probably that next in line, although there is a case to be made that because Logan Webb has minor league options, they might use those to bring on like some of these non-roster guys that they would otherwise lose. And the reason they would do that would be so that they could keep both players, whereas in the event that you bring Webb onto the major league roster, you don't have room for the non-roster guys and you can't send them to the minors in some cases. So it remains to be seen, but the big takeaway for me this weekend is that Logan Webb is hungry, he's determined, he's doing what he's asked, and the results have been there. So watching him for his next whatever four starts in spring is going to be really significant, and then to watch the health of the starting rotation to see if he's able to crack a spot. But it's good when a guy who doesn't even project into your rotation is pitching like this. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing, and baseball is less than three weeks away. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV. They've got real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Not only is it free, but if you head to their website or use your mobile device and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you will get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Lots of baseball action over there right now, so be sure to check it out. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So the number two thing that we learned this weekend was all about the, the health and status of a number of players whose health and status was in doubt. And the number one there was Brandon Belt, who was absent with some kind of mysterious illness, right? They just said it was a non-COVID illness, and they were really nondescript in talking about his status. So it finally comes out after he was seen, you know, working out on the field, hitting, taking ground balls, that Brandon Belt had mononucleosis, and that is what has kept him out for the last couple of weeks. And then we also learned that before Belt had mono, he actually had COVID in January. So apparently COVID made Belt really tired for a couple of months, I think, or at least several weeks. And then he recovers from that and ends up with mononucleosis. So that kind of explains why everyone was silent on what was going on with Belt. Clearly, he didn't want them talking about his condition. So, you know, but... Now that he's come back and he he says that he's doing really well, first and foremost, that's really good to hear. 
So, you know, to prove how good he's feeling, I'll just tell you that Brandon Belt says that he was up to 17 miles an hour on a treadmill the other day. So, yeah, you're not running 17 miles an hour unless you're feeling pretty good. He also had off-season heel surgery. That was way earlier in the off-season. I think it may have been in October. So the heel injury is actually what kept him out to start the 2020 season. And really, if you've seen him run, if you've watched his career, he used to be a pretty good runner. And then in the last few years, he just can't really run at all. So I think you know running 17 miles an hour on a treadmill is probably faster than he was capable of when he was having the the issue with his heel. So it's great to see that Belt is on the right track towards getting healthy. It's very possible still because of how behind he is that he may need to miss that, you know, the first week or more of the season, but probably not too much more as long as he doesn't have any setbacks. And I wouldn't really expect that given the nature of what's going on. I mean, he was sick and now he's better and the heel thing was a long time ago. So he he's on track to get back and not miss that much time. Probably a lot similar to actually what happened last year. He missed about a week or so. So Belt is a fundamental part of this team. I know that he's always been a controversial player with the Giants, but he's clearly their best first baseman, definitely against right-handed pitching. There may be some platooning, but they're going to need him if they want to have a good season, and it's the last year he's under contract. So that's the status update with Brandon Belt. I think the next two significant status updates to report are are those of Austin Slater and Kevin Gosman. Austin Slater, you know, he he was dealing with an elbow issue last season which limited him to DH duties down the stretch which hurt the Giants. He also had a hamstring issue. So after one at bat this spring, Slater Slater's hamstring grabbed him again and so he had to miss some time with that. But thankfully he's come back. And he started in a game, he actually played in the outfield and had a couple of at-bats and hit a long opposite field gap home run with, I do believe it was Rob Drake behind the plate. And Rob Drake is the umpire that umpired in that last game of the season against, you know, with the Giants. And his strike zone was atrocious. I don't know if you remember that, but he basically he cost them a lot in that game. I don't normally talk about the umpires all that much, but he was terrible that day. And most of the bad calls went against the Giants, including strike three to end the season when all they had to do was win to make the playoffs and they were down by just a run. So anyway, that's a little tangent there. But Rob Drake behind the plate, Slater hits a home run. It kind of, to me, it was like, hey, Rob Drake, look what he could have done if you didn't take the bat out of his hands. So anyway, that was great to see. We talked the other day about how Austin Slater figures to be just a vital part of this team, especially against left-handed pitching. Another question I was asked in a recent mailbag was about who I thought was most likely to break out of a platoon. And I think Slater is a guy who has a chance. The only reason I don't really think it's likely is because the Giants are so deep in the outfield that if you give him every day at bats, you're taking away at bats from either Alex Dickerson or Mike Yastrzemski, and that's hard to envision. I guess there's a chance Dubon doesn't play all that well or ends up moving more to the infield and Slater could be an everyday center fielder, but that seems like a long shot scenario. So anyway, great to see him back. 
hopefully he can stay healthy and be ready for the opener when the Giants will face a bunch of lefty starters against the Mariners, and he figures to play a prominent starting role in those games. So Kevin Gosman, we were wondering what the deal was with him. Nobody ever said he was injured, but he hadn't appeared in a game. Well, he appeared in a game and he looked great, was throwing hard, and just looked like the dominant Kevin Gosman we saw last year. So that was wonderful to see. Other than that, Dedniel Nunez, the Giants' Rule 5 pick, has posterior inflammation in his elbow. So that is not a good sign. It's always a long shot that a Rule 5 guy is going to stick anyway. And to me, this makes it an extreme long shot. It's very likely, I would think, that he... You know, they can put him on the injured list and not have to offer him back. So, you know, he's probably going to be shut down for a while. And I wouldn't be surprised if this really limits his ceiling in San Francisco. Reyes Maranta made his spring debut. And while it was successful in some ways, his velocity was down. So there's some concerns about that. And the last update is that Scott Kazmir made his first appearance for the Giants and pitched pretty well. He gave up a couple of base runners to start the outing and then got out of a two-on, no-out situation. He said he was really nervous. It's been five years since he's appeared in a major league game and hasn't been in major league camps either. So anyway, coming up next, we're going to talk about the third thing we learned, which was all about Aaron Sanchez, who figures to be a vital part of the Giants rotation, has a lot of upside, We were wondering, is he hurt? What's going on? He says he's ready, yet he still hasn't appeared in a game. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now's the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. How are we going to do that? Well, it's Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is toffee almond versus mint brownie. I'm definitely partial to mint brownie. That's like my favorite combination. But you've got to check out the remaining flavors. It's just incredible how many delicious flavors Built Bar has available on their site, BuiltBar.com. So you can go to their site or follow them on Twitter to vote on today's matchup. And if you use the promo code LOCKEDON15, you'll get 15% off your next order. That's locked on 15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. We're counting down the days to opening day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Next Wednesday, March 24th, the Locked On MLB podcast begins one of our biggest events of the year, the Locked On MLB Division Preview Series. All of our local experts in every MLB market answer the biggest questions around each team. There's no better or easier way to get baseball smart before opening day. Subscribe today to Locked on MLB on the Radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. All right, so the third thing that we learned this weekend is all about Aaron Sanchez, and I also want to throw in there something about the Giants' offense, which might surprise you, or it might not. You'll have to wait to find out. But there have been questions about Aaron Sanchez in, the, in, the, in pretty much the exact same way that there were questions about Kevin Gosman. There was no reports of any kind of injury, yet here we are on March 14th 
just a couple weeks, two and a half weeks away from the start of the regular season, and neither of these guys had appeared in a spring game. So Aaron Sanchez still hasn't, and he thought he was going to pitch today. So I'm not entirely sure what that was about, but we have some quotes from him and the manager, Gabe Kapler. So Sanchez says, in talking about coming over to the Giants and kind of that transition period, remember he signed late. He signed after spring training like as pitchers and catchers were already reporting. So he says, quote, I've had a really weird time. When I first got here, I was waiting on some tests, so I wasn't really around. I wouldn't say that I'm behind. By no means am I behind, but people had already gotten into games. They wanted to see some guys in the game. Then they put me on the backfield. I'm just going off schedule. I thought today I was supposed to be in a game, so I'm over-guessing on when I'm going to be in games. I'll just let them handle what they're going to do and put me in and just be ready to go. So that's not the most attractive quote that you would want to see if you were the Giants. It sounds like he's not happy with the way he's been handled so far. So it sounds to me like there are some communication issues which will hopefully get ironed out. I want to say this is not a trend. This is like kind of an outlier It's not very often we see stuff like this coming from Giants players under this coaching staff. But so Sanchez did throw on a backfield on Sunday, and apparently it went really well. Sanchez said, I felt great. Stuff came out of my hand good. I made some adjustments on the off-speed pitches that I needed to make. If I'm pitching in the game in five days, I'm very confident and comfortable. So Maria Guardado of MLB.com reporting here that uh, Sanchez sat around 92 to 94 miles an hour. That's down a little bit from what we reportedly saw in that showcase that he did where he was up to 98 right before the Giants signed him. But it's possible that was a top velocity, not really where he was sitting. But sitting up to 94 is pretty good this early in spring. So Kapler said, that the Giants decided to have him pitch in a simulated game instead of a real game to, quote, build confidence and increase his intensity in a controlled environment. So, yeah, I mean, that sounds like a communication issue because he doesn't sound happy about it, yet you're saying it's to build confidence. Sounds like it didn't really work in a way, although he did say he felt great and he seems to be happy with how it went. But anyway, Kapler said about the simulated game that Sanchez threw the ball great, quote, really encouraging outing. The ball was coming out good. He was getting swings and misses and landing his breaking ball through some nice change-ups, overall high-quality outing, end quote. So that is good to hear. Aaron Sanchez has a lot of upside. He's a guy I'm really excited about for the Giants rotation this year. He's, he's probably the biggest injury risk along with Alex Wood, But the sky's kind of the limit. If he can harness the excellent stuff that he has, we've seen what he can do. It was five years ago in 2016, but he had a 3.00 ERA in a full season playing in the American League East. And he's still young. He's just 28 years old. He had an arm issue and and it's, uh, you know, supposedly, hopefully been resolved with shoulder surgery. So time will tell. I guess we got to wait like four days and then he'll hopefully get into a game and we'll see how that goes and see how he progresses as we get towards opening day. One thing to keep in mind, unlike kind of the Bruce Bochy era 
this Giants regime is a little more cautious with pitchers. So I think to open the year, don't expect these guys to start throwing five or six innings right away. I think an Aaron Sanchez might might go two or three innings to to make a first start of the year. And that's perfectly fine. That's what they did last year. And they had success with, with guys mostly staying healthy when injuries were up across the sport. And, you know, the, the circumstances kind of call for it right now with nobody having thrown more than like 60 innings last year. So the last thing I want to say, I'm sneaking in a fourth thing that the Giants learned. And this is what I was saying. You may or may not, this may or may not surprise you. And that is that the Giants through Sunday have the best on-base percentage in all of baseball this spring. They kind of started out shaky and they they were tying some games that they should have won. Then they were losing some games, so their record wasn't good. Spring training record, you know it means nothing, yet you still look at it. It's one of those kinds of things. But anyway, I you know, speaking of stats that might matter in spring, I think when team-wide they're showing really good discipline. It speaks to A, that they've had some roster turnover and the players they've brought in tend to be really patient players, patient hitters. And B, the hitting coaches, the influence of the hitting coaches. This is what we saw last year. They were super patient until they got their pitch and then they came out of their shoes. So that's a really good combination, patience and power. That's, you know, what the Dodgers have and that's what the Giants are hoping to build and it's actually happening right before our eyes. So on-base percentage is great. It hasn't actually translated to, to runs. They're not among the very best in, in runs scored, but I think that's perfectly fine. I think seeing the, the good approach, like we're seeing players like Mauricio Dubon be really patient at the plate. And when he first came to the Giants, he was a free swinger. So clearly there's development going on at the major league level, and that's what we saw last year. And And I think we're... I know it's spring, but we're already kind of seeing that approach again from this team. So they're first in walks, they're second in hits, and they're also first in stolen bases with 16. Next closest team has 12. And the Giants have only been caught three times. So their offense has been really impressive this spring. Don't know if it'll translate, but it's just something we learned this weekend is that the Giants offense is looking pretty good. So anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Remember, we are a daily show, so we will be back tomorrow filling you in on all the latest from spring training. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Kaspik. That's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. Thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. So until then, we'll see you next time.